Good day everybody, Taskmaster4450 here. Putting together another video for everyone. And what I want to talk about today is what goes into network effects. What has to expand for a network to expand? And I maintain that one of the biggest problems with Web3 and in turn hive is that people believe expansion comes simply from expanding the number of people more users more expansion and as i've written about as i've posted in other videos there are a number of different forms of network effects not everything is the social media network effect and in fact, within social media, you have different network effects, which we will discuss. But I think when you're looking at an ecosystem, it's very important to remember the value of digital platforms is they capture value, incremental value, and spread it across the entire network to every user. And I've used Google search because that is such a wonderful example but the feedback algorithm for netflix or for spotify that works equally as well the rating system of any type provides feedback to the platform and to hence other users so that could be Amazon as an example. And none of this is social media type network effects. What it is, is it's the platform capturing the value of the activity. But unlike social media where you get locked in because your grandmother or because your grandchildren or because your dear Aunt Sally or because your work colleagues are all located on this social media network. None of that applies to what we're talking about here. Yet there's very powerful network effects because the feedback from the users then is incorporated and captured into the algorithm and then returned to the users. So this is where you get that circular nature of things and the enhancement of everybody's experience. But it goes beyond this. Because as I think about network effects, even within social media, what feeds into that? And again, everybody wants to default to, well, more users, that's going to grow a network. But there's other ways to grow a network. So, so let's go through a few of them. When we think about a digital platform, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Amazon, whether it be Apple, whether it be X, whatever it is, the first thing that comes to mind is features. More features enhance a platform. And I'm going to use platform and network 
in this instance interchangeably because with web3 the network is at the blockchain level but that's only one network that could exist there could be multiple networks within an ecosystem so for for the sake of this let's just say network platform network effects happen on platforms also so features are the first thing that create network effects because the more things you give people to utilize the more features that they have on a platform on a digital platform the more value is created for every user and i think an example of this is elon musk and his plans with x we know x is a social media platform you can go on there you can microblog. now he added long-form blogging which i guess that's an enhancement uh certainly is different than it was before which we'll get to you can up add a variety of media He's talked about and is filed and received many licenses and going for the rest of the licenses in the United States to be a payment processor, a money transfer agent, which that coupled with, I presume, an internally built wallet system means that now suddenly users, accounts can send and receive payments. That's a feature that is no longer offered that is not presently offered, excuse me, and suddenly starts to put it on par with PayPal. So this benefits and enhances the network effect of both private individuals and businesses. Elon has also talked about, sent out a tweet, where he said in a few months, all his phone and text conversations will take place on X. So obviously there is going to be some type of peer-to-peer -peer audio integration. There's already a messaging system, which is essentially peer-to-peer. -peer. They already offer spaces, which is a group phone call if you will so it just takes the ability to alter it and have the ability to direct a phone conversation at specific individuals now i don't know how any of this will look but there's a feature that is going to seriously add to the network then we have grok and so far, it's, I don't know how much of it's been integrated in. I think if you have a Twitter Blue Premium account, maybe you get access to Grok or you get the ability to pay to get access to Grok or whatever they do. But here is a OpenAI, uh, Gemini, Google Gemini competitor that is available to paying users on Twitter. Now that enhances the network effect. Because again, 
that is available across the entire platform. Now, bear in mind the difference between free and, pre and, and paid is obvious, but it doesn't mean it doesn't add to the network. And there may be certain type of Grok things that are integrated into the platform. Then we hear a rumor of some collaboration or talks with Midjourney, which is, I think, primarily image creation. No clue if that'll take place or how that'll look. But if you think about it, now suddenly, instead of just microblog, you have the ability to send and receive money. You have the ability to have phone calls and text messaging. You have the ability to use a large language model and maybe many of the aspects to the site use have Grok incorporated into them. And then you have image creation. Those are just some of the things that I know they've talked about. Think about what that does to the user base and how that completely adds to the network effects, even if they don't add one single user. So that's the first thing, features. The second thing is media. Now, obviously, when you're looking at a medium or a substack, those are primarily text. Twitter was primarily text. Now, Twitter did give you the ability to share other forms of media, which is obviously an advancement. That's obviously a step in the right direction. So if we start to look at different forms of media, we're dealing with text. We're dealing with audio. We're dealing with video. And at some point, you're going to be dealing with VR files and augmented reality files. So, photos, images, that's another medium. So, it's very important to expand the amount of media the users can engage in. And, and let's give a simple example. If Substack started to allow people to upload videos, so you could do a Substack vlog, and maybe they have it, I don't know, I don't use Substack, but just suppose. Now to all those Substack users, both content creators and their followers, there's a value add. What if they could add audio? Again, a value add. So even without adding another user, because they allow for different media types, they have the ability to enhance the entire ecosystem to enhance the entire platform. And every time somebody put, uploads a video, 
That is incremental value that is available to every Substack user. And as far as I know, because I don't believe you can engage in video on Substack, that is not available today. And again, that could be tied, I guess you could say, to the features, because that's something that would have to come from the development, from the company behind it. Here's the third one, and this is crucial. Variety of content. And we'll stick in the video realm, but we will go with YouTube. Because YouTube is the granddaddy. YouTube is been around, I don't know if it's the longest, but in the video realm, it's been around the longest and is the big as the biggest. It's a gold standard, if you will. Think of what you can find on YouTube. Except for pornography, except for illegal stuff. Not that pornography is illegal, but pornography or illegal stuff. You can find most things on YouTube. Now, I know some people say, well, there's censorship. and Okay, I understand. But the point being, the variety of content. What if YouTube only had cat videos? Would that be one of the top five ranked sites in the world? No. Because there may be a lot of cat lovers. And cat lovers probably love watching cat videos. Even non-cat lovers will watch cat videos. But they're going to be limited. So what happens if all of a sudden they move from cats to dog videos? So now you have cat videos and dog videos. You're still in the pet realm. You're still in animal lovers realm. You're still in people who are looking for people who want to look at cute things or funny things. But you suddenly can have all the dog lovers who hate cats as part of the platform. Now, what if you add EPL football highlights? That adds a totally different section. And see, as we keep expanding out, and as we start to add George Carlin comedy sketches, as we start to add news clips of news broadcasts, as we start to add, you know, lectures, as we start to add documentaries, as we start to add whatever, the variety of content kicks off a network effect. Because again, if I'm a user of a platform and I can engage in text, there is some video there, just as an example, but now more video shows up. And it shows up with a wider variety in many different areas. The video that's there today may not be of interest. So I may not like cats. I may not like dogs. But I may be a huge EPL fan. And so just by simply adding more variety in, in, in the media. What you suddenly get is you get a larger cross-section 
a wider variety and more value for your users. And that's a network effect. Because then as those same users start to engage in this, with this content more, there's more they can do. If it's a system that allows for voting, which high basic applications do, they can vote on it. They can share it. They can drop the links elsewhere. They can watch it. They can comment on it. They can make a post about it. They can make a thread about it. They can do a lot of different things with it. And so suddenly, one video, even if it's just embedded, provides the opportunity for what I just give seven other activities that could take place off of it. That is huge. This is the value of understanding network effects. And it's not only more users. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll catch you next time.